witches. I'm Felicia. And I'm Holly. Join us as we embark on a journey to discover the ins and outs of witchcraft and what it means to be a witch in today's world. Grab your grimoires, your crystals, and a hot cup of tea, and let's get get spooky. Hi, Felicia. Hey, Holly. How are you? I'm great. Well, actually, no. I'm. (laughs) You're lying to me. I am having... a bad time <laughs> I, you want to tell the podcast what's going on should we use this as a therapy session just a little bit well so um if you follow us on instagram i'm gonna i'm gonna uh, freak you out for a second here. okay if you follow us on instagram i did a tarot spread as a reel um a couple weeks ago now yeah about a week ago and one of the cards i pulled in that was the tower <laughs> dun 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 what I didn't realize is, as I, w- as I was doing a tarot spread, I thought was for just, like, the people general. of the internet, you know, just in general. And I pulled nope. the tower, and I was like, oh, well, that's kind of neat. <laughs> um, <laughs> tap, tap. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, later that night, I discovered my basement had a significant leak, and uh, <laughs> I need to pay $50,000 to fix my basement. Uh, so... Uh, so rough i'm sorry dude my foundation has buckled yeah which is like one of the things that you can't just like i'll fix it later no no that's not something you can wait on that's not something you can claim through insurance because it is technically seepage yes and technically maintenance yes maintenance for a house that i have lived in for four months oh it's 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 progressively getting worse (laughs) it's fine everything's fine but you know what though you handled it like a fucking champ and like you're doing your best to sort it out and figure it out and really like really that's all you can do yeah right i mean i made a money bowl yeah you're gonna (laughs) (laughs) what what did you put it again i am abundant or what is it i am healthy i am wealthy wealthy. all my needs are mess Uh, I have enough money to fix my leaky basement. Yes. Yes, you do, <laughs> bitch. That money bowl is going to work. I promise. Uh, I hope I fucking hope so. Well, <laughs> let's ask all of our witches out there. Send good energy Holly's way. She really needs some help. If you guys want to do like a prosperity jar for her, yeah, or like a like, wealth jar, maybe a money spell. Send me, send me your <laughs> well wishes in terms of uh, finances. Yeah, financial yeah. aid. I promise I will pray to my plants for you. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I'll do what I can. Give that money tree a little bit of extra water for me. <laughs> Hell yeah. My money tree is actually doing great. So I, know. I will I will help you out yeah you yeah. want a clipping you want a clipping of the money tree i'll come no, bring I'll you kill it <laughs> you literally put it in water in this window and forget about it and it won't die i don't know about that i've, I've got I'm, I'm here once a week i promise you i won't <laughs> let it die <laughs> you buy me plants and you take care of them for me Deal. i am here for it Deal. <laughs> well uh we're officially into february now which means that we're gonna start today off with uh Ye old tarot pull. Ye old tarot. <laughs> I don't know what I the can't fuck be- I'm doing. I can't believe it's fucking February already. February. I don't know about you, but like the last two months for me have just I know. flown by. I know, right? Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. I don't know if it's just because like every day of my life right now seems so consumed with like some type of wedding bullshit. Oh, the I'm time like, coming up to the wedding goes by real fast. And yeah. I've decided my happily ever after party is going to be very small. Oh, is it? Yeah. You've changed your idea. Well, well I have to pay for a basement. <laughs> so, <laughs> Fair I kind enough. of had to. Fair enough. Just, you know, playing ball. Every time I get married, <laughs> something happens. <laughs> With your living situation. <laughs> Every time. <laughs> Shit fucking happens. On a positive, though, at least, like, even if you did have a bit of a bigger... Do you are did you get all of your money back from your vendors? No. No. So so what we're going to have yeah is what I have already paid, paid for. You're not just going to you're not paying anything I, additional. I, I do have some additional things to pay like the bartenders I have to pay but mm. they wouldn't give us back the deposit. Mm. So they're partially paid for yeah, but not entirely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The tents fully paid for, DJs fully paid for. Sweet, sweet. And Those are two huge costs, so videographer and photographer are fully paid for. Boom. So 
There you go. I mean, you already have all of the attire. We already I mean, know what yeah. we're all wearing. Right. But yeah, like half of half of the people that we were planning on inviting, we're probably not going to invite. And yeah. um, are you going to invite lots of family this time to try and like make up for the lack I'm, of them being? I'm going to invite a handful of people that I think will have a good time. Um, I'm paying for a DJ. Like this is a party. Yeah. I'm paying for a party. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if you don't Do want to dance, you probably shouldn't come. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like yeah, yeah, fair fair enough <laughs> That's where I'm if you don't want right to drink and dance like we got bartenders we got music we got tents we got lights i mean i have dude i have a fuck ton of lights and i will have a fuck ton of decorations so if you want Great. a bunch of free decorations fucking, absolutely right i'll pack them all up and take them home the next night That's like, the one thing that was great about um my ceremony my first wedding my ceremony yeah <laughs> it's the same wedding just separated by a, a year, year apart yeah there's a uh, cocktails are at six and reception is next year yeah basically that's essentially what's happened so <laughs> clusterfuck i like if it weren't for the fact that i like the tent money was non-refundable and the dj money was non-refundable i just say fuck it i'm not gonna do anything yeah yeah but like i paid for this shit also i'm gonna use this shit also fuck it let's have a fucking party let's have a party at yeah. your house on yeah. your property under your rules fuck it yeah, yeah let's do it let's have so, a party that's where i'm at well cool i'm glad that you're getting that sorted out but yeah now that we're into february sorry to uh, go off on a total tangent there on you no i i did that that was me that was mostly. us it was us all right so let's uh get into the tarot since it's the start of the mo- start of a new month let's see what this month has in store for us Death. what are we feeling what what uh kind of energy are we looking for here they're Let's do something with prosperity for the year. Money matters. Money matters for the month. Money matters for the month here. Okay, let's open the Google. (laughs) So a few different options that we can use for three card spreads for this one. We can either do what you want, obstacles, how to overcome them. Can change, can't change, hidden. Start, stop, continue. Nature of the problem, cause, solution. What you think, what you feel, what you need to do. Oh, let's do what you think, what you feel, what you need to do. Got it. Position one is what you think. Position two is what you feel. And position three is what you need to do. Wow. I've never had a tarot pull where they're all in reverse. Oh. So for what I think is the reverse knight of swords. Okay. What I feel is the ten of swords reversed. And what I need to do is the wheel of fortune reversed. Wheel of fortune? <laughs> reversed. Dang. That's a problem. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Would you like me to read the um, Knight of Swords reversed? Yeah. Tell me what it means. Okay. So Knight of Swords. This is for what I think. Yeah. What what you think. Okay. So the Knight of Swords reversed keywords are restless, unfocused, impulsive, and burnt out. Those are all very accurate to how I've been feeling. (laughs) I would agree. (laughs) So the Knight of Swords reverse can appear in a tarot reading when you are brimming with energy and motivation but cannot effectively channel and release this energy. You are growing restless and frustrated because you want to take action but something's holding you back. Perhaps the timing isn't right, you don't have enough resources to complete the task that you'd like to do, or you're relying on someone else who isn't ready for you to move forward with the task. You need to find alternative ways to release this energy, otherwise you're going to burst. <laughs> you fucking spooky dude every time. Every, look yeah, right I now. absolutely do. <laughs> Uh, I absolutely do. Yeah, I think that sums up how I feel. I feel like that's super accurate. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Uh, that's how I feel. <laughs> um, what's the next one again? What needs to happen? What you feel. Oh, so what was the first one? What you think. What I think. Okay. Yeah. And the second one's what I feel. Yeah. And this is uh, the Ten of Swords reversed. So the keywords for the Ten of Swords reversed is recovery, regeneration, resisting an inevitable end. Uh, the ten of swords reverse indicates that you are combating an inevitable change or ending because you are not ready to face up to what is happening however the more you resist (laughs) the more the situation will continue to drag on so it's time to rip off the bandage however painful that might be and get this over with so you can start fresh trust that everything is happening for a reason and even though it may be difficult to understand what you are going through know it is leading to your personal growth and regeneration in the long term heck yeah dude all right (laughs) you ready for uh what we need to do 
I mean, yeah, hit me with it. Wheel okay. of Fortune reverse. Let's fucking go. So keywords are resistance to change and breaking cycles. Oh, good. <laughs> yeah. Great. Perfect. Okay. So in the reverse, when Wheel of Fortune is reversed, your luck and fortune may take a turn for the worst. You may experience unexpected change or negative forces could be at play, leaving you feeling very helpless. You have a choice. You can do nothing and hope things will get better or you can act to improve your situation. See this moment as your opportunity to take control of your destiny and get your life back on track. Changing your destiny starts with accepting where you are now. Consider your role and actions you need to take in order to change your present circumstances. Even when you think everything is beyond your control, it is often something you could have done differently that might help you change where you are now. Learn from this and move forward. Huh. Okay. Heck yeah, dude. I like that. So I mean like a little scary that we're feeling like money-wise. Okay. So just to recap money-wise, we're feeling a little stressed out. Yeah. Uh, We're feeling kind of burnt out. We got a lot of energy. We need to put it somewhere. Yeah. Uh, That's what we think, at least. Now, what we're feeling is kind of the exact same thing. So we're feeling and thinking the exact same thing. And basically, what we need to do is just fucking take accountability and sort it out yeah, instead basically. of just hoping that things will get better well and here's the thing like we're thinking about like going through the courts to get the foundation situation dealt with because yeah. it's evident that the seller of the house knew what was going on yeah and concealed it from us mm-hmm. so we've been kind of struggling with the decision making on that of like whether or not we want to go through the courts or not yeah. or just pay for it or whatever because it's kind of like one of these things where it's like what do sure, you do? yeah you can take them to court and sue them and then wait four years and maybe they'll have money to pay you maybe they won't yeah right and it's like do we really want to deal with all of that right but yeah. then my my family on the other hand are like sue them sue them sue them sue them sue them like they are so Adamant. aggressive about it like yeah. so aggro about it and like i don't want to talk about it like <laughs> that's where i'm at like i've been like trying not to talk about it because i just don't want to talk about it. i get so overwhelmed with it yeah so you're just like let me make this out. decision yeah burnt <laughs> out I'm fucking burnt you out about all, it well and i think too like even like when it says like what you're thinking and feeling and it's talking about all of this like extra energy and nowhere to put it yeah probably some of that energy is not yours oh for sure do you know what i mean i think this month's gonna be a lot of Making sure our good old buddy, old pal, old Holly over here <laughs> is staying seen. I'm not sure. I and the rest of the witches have your back here, Holly. I appreciate it greatly. <laughs> yeah, so that's it for me this week. Yeah. Sit back and relax, Holly. <laughs> yeah. Get comfy. I'm just gonna... Oh, fuck yeah, bud. Are you stretched out? Are you comfy? Yes. Because this week... I'm throwing it back to the history books again. Oh, hell yeah. Let's get into this. And I'm going to start to tell you in one of many, I think, episodes to come about the Salem witch trials. Salem, here we come. Massachusetts. (laughs) Sorry. Massachusetts? Massachusetts. (laughs) Massive two tits. No, we definitely have at least one listener in Massachusetts. Well, we love so. the name of your city, and I want to go to Salem so bad. <laughs> so to kind of get started, I'm not going to cover the entirety of the witch trials because they are quite extensive, yeah. similar to the great burning of Europe that we talked about in previous episodes and Pendle and everything. So this one, kind of the itinerary, if you will, for how this one or the agenda for today is a little bit of history about Massachusetts and Salem in general, location-wise, why it's important, why things happened. Then we're going to talk about how the trial started and kind of where Salem is today. So Salem is an American city located on the north coast in the state of Massachusetts, right above the capital city of Boston. Oh, I didn't realize it was that close to Boston. It is very close to Boston. So I want to go there. Salem or Boston? Salem. Well, I mean like both, but mostly Salem. Yeah. Same. They you should see they have like a whole Halloween festival. I know. Like I want to go, go in October. I would Should we go for your birthday? I would love to go for my birthday. I cannot go at the end of October because it is year end at work. Yeah. So like so I'm for your birthday. Forever. Your birthday is beginning, beginning of October. I'm down. I am so down to spend my birthday in Salem. I bet you that they start their Halloween shit fucking yeah, early. Like end of September. Yeah. It's like all of October. So like we would probably get there before the crowds heck yeah i'm in 
Let's do it. Oh, I'm so they got down. so much shit. Yeah, I'm down. Let's spend a birthday with fucking Humpty and Dumpty. Or <laughs> what did we? Gobbledy and Goop <laughs> in Salem. I'm in. <laughs> I like Humpty and Dumpty too. Humpty and Dumpty, <laughs> dope. I feel like Humpty and Dumpty sound less gross than Gobbledy and Goop. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Doesn't gross me out as much. <laughs> so. Salem would later become one of the most significant seaports in early American history. The reason I'm telling you kind of about the location of Salem is because it's important to understand how the location was used to colonize oh, the okay. area of, of what is today Salem by English Puritans. Ooh. Yes. Your favorite group of people. Yeah. I, <laughs> I have uh, always had great experiences with <laughs> The, past the Puritans. Is, yeah, it's just a great place to be. Yeah. I've, so I've never I've heard nothing but good things about them. So originally this area belonged to local indigenous peoples. And I'm going to do my absolute best with the pronunciation of these indigenous names, but I'm apologizing in advance if I don't do a good job. But I'm gonna try my absolute best. So the area was known as Naukeg. I will take your word for that. I'm Nyom not even gonna guess. So I can say Assiniboine. Assiniboine. Yeah, fair. <laughs> That's about it. So That's about it. This was a major settlement for indigenous peoples in the early 1600s. They controlled territory from the Merrimack River all the way to the Mystic River, which according to Google Maps is about a 300 mile area. Damn. Yeah. Quite a big area between, between these two rivers. So English and French settlers used the e easy ocean access of Salem as a part of the colonizations of the Americas. Wait, so like Salem, they, they were like coming in almost through Salem? Yes, exactly. Shit. So they were coming off, like coming from England and yeah. using the ports in what is today Salem. It was cool. like one of the largest seaports. So originally they sent like different types of companies and fishermen and fishing companies through this area. Yeah. And then once they realized well, this is a really nice area and England decided to, you know, colonize the world. Yeah. Salem was a massive place for them to do so because it was huh. easy to access and they had already sent some few fishing companies here that's cool i've never been to the east coast at all no like at all and should, i would really like to you should do it do it's that. nice <laughs> it's very very nice it's just not as accessible as the west coast you know it's not not for us at least yeah not for us right <laughs> so the contact period for these indigenous peoples was disastrous of course as yep. history has told us many of times so many of them died a as a result of the smallpox epidemic in like 1617 to 1619 you mean it wasn't just all turkey dinners and no like the pilgrimage wasn't a real corn? thing no it wasn't sweet potatoes <laughs> no turns out smallpox was on the menu murder <laughs> genocide <laughs> yeah you know like we've talked about before good times in the 1600s great times well-recorded history that has definitely not been uh, bastardized into yeah. something else. So Whew, I'm feeling political today. I'm you sorry. are. You are. So not only was the smallpox epidemic like totally disastrous for the indigenous peoples of this area, but also their great leader, Nana Pashmet, who ruled over most of the Northeast territories of what is present day New England. Um, he died as well. Oh. So they lost like one of their great leaders who worked between all the different tribes of the Northeast territories of New England. Yeah. So they were kind of lost for leadership. A lot of people had died. There was some wars between different indigenous tribes. So yeah, the indigenous, power, yeah, the right? in, yeah. So their strength was so greatly reduced by like war, disease, the loss of their leader that they were like absolutely no match for the arrival of English settlers in 1626 yeah. when a lot of the English started migrating from England to present-day Salem. Oh, okay. Yeah. So colonists settled in this area in 1626 when a fishing company arrived from Cape Ann, another settlement that was just further north on the coast of Massachusetts. Later... Uh, a man named John Edencott, who was appointed leader of this settlement by the Massachusetts Bay Company. So kind of how we have the Hudson Bay Company. They had the Massachusetts Bay Company. Massachusetts Bay Company. That's interesting. Yeah. And during this like governmental transition, yeah. if you will, the name of the settlement in that area was actually changed to Salem. So it was never originally oh. Salem, but then they renamed it Salem when the companies decided 
to appoint like a general leader that's to wild. these small settlements I'm yeah i'm surprised that they like renamed it like anything i don't know i don't know where i was going with that <laughs> that's thought. all good yeah no you're good <laughs> So in 1628, Edincott ordered the Great House, which is a, basically a giant house. Like, it is very true to its name. It's just a big house. So just like how, like, the White House is white. Yep, exactly. The, the great, great House, house is, is, like, big a great and great looking house. Yep. So cool. he ordered it to be moved from the settlement of Cape Ann to Salem. So from the north that's down to the south. That's got to be a hell of a maneuver. <laughs> in 1628. That was, that's a hell of a maneuver. Yeah, it was like day. Yeah, dude, it was a, it was a two-story home, one of the largest oh homes, and they moved it from Cape Ann to Salem. Jesus. And it became the governor's house. You know they just don't build them like they used to. No, they don't. <laughs> Um, Sorry, later, I'm fucking weird today. That's okay. <laughs> later on, another man by the name of John Winthrop was appointed governor alongside Edincott and set in motion the events that led to what was called the Puritan Great Migration. So this was a migration that saw approximately 80,000 people leave England and come to colonies in Ireland, New England, the West Indies, and the Netherlands. Oh, okay. Yeah. So approximately 20,000 of the 80 came to New England. Amongst them were mostly well-educated families and it's estimated that about one-third of them were clergymen. You gotta think that the people coming to New England because like they were leaving England, right? And like Netherlands, West Indies... Yeah. What was the other one? Ireland. Ireland. And then you got New England. Like one of these things is not like the other in terms of travel One of these time. things just doesn't belong. <laughs> <laughs> like you got to think the people that came to, to New England. Great home. Um, well, I was going to say they're stubborn as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> they're like, let's just, yeah, we're leaving for good. We don't good. like anyone here. We So we're going to, we're going to go way the fuck <laughs> over there. How do you guys feel about a new continent? Like... <laughs> Let's travel across the pond. Yeah, literally. <laughs> no, no, we're not gonna skirt. We're not gonna skirt the edges. Let's fucking let's just go. Yeet. Let's just let's just get out of here. Yeah. We're not wanted here anymore. Let's go. So now we we talked slightly about Salem in some previous episodes, like episode ten and eleven. Yeah, we just kind of touched on them briefly, a bit. right? Yeah. But the reason I'm bringing that up is because we talked a lot about King James. And okay. his crazy antics. Yes. So if you remember, we talked about King James and he was fighting all of these like oppositions of the church. Right. And he yeah. was all stressed out about everybody trying to oppose him and trying to kill him. The Guy Fox gunpowder plot. Da 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 da. OK. Remember, remember the 4th of November. November. <laughs> so during this time, there was also a, re- a religious reform movement known as Puritanism. Yeah. And this is a result of members of the Church of England thinking it was way too similar to the Roman Catholic Church. Yep. And they were like, no, let's not do that. We should eliminate like ceremonies and practices that were like not really outlined by the Bible, but the Roman Catholics do it. So like, let's not do that anymore. They want their religion to be the purest religion. How did you guess that? <laughs> I'm fucking blown away that you put those two to- What? It's like you're reading my mind. <laughs> do you know this episode already? I actually read your, your notes. I read the smart. Don't put I read shit the- on Google Docs, bro. I read the spark notes. <laughs> Thanks for the cliff notes, Felicia. <laughs> love it <laughs> so basically the most aggressive of church people king james got sick and tired of them and he was like listen i got a lot of shit to deal with already i don't need any more of this like we're too similar you're not religious enough <laughs> yeah exactly Take your religion across get out you know you know who would benefit from your religion an entirely different civilization that was already operating just fine (laughs) without you go go bring them this this pure religion basically exactly that's basically it so king james got like sick and tired of these like clergymen like not listening to him and like pushing this reform and he was like bro we got people trying to build up like blow up the buildings Meanwhile, they also have all of these like witch trials going on across yeah. Europe where they're like, <laughs> literally, uh, the Catholic Church just bought some land in Germany and killed people with no evidence. So I got a lot of shit on my plate right now. Yeah. I don't have time for your ceremonies. <laughs> I'm already fighting the Catholic Church. <laughs> I don't need to have infighting in my church. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> King, James, of it. <laughs> King James was basically like not listening. I'm over it. Figure it out. Yeah. Not dealing with it. 
go, right? go spread your your uh, yeah so you know what king there. james did to try and shut them up he just like totally disassembled the parliament yeah he totally disassembled like the parliament surrounding like this reform like their whole like structure he was like no it doesn't exist have fun bringing shit to me now that there's like no process to do so there's no due process there's (laughs) there's no ladder to run it up because i took out the four the bottom four rungs not even he just like burnt the ladder (laughs) (laughs) i'm still at the top though yeah yeah so he was just kind of hoping that it would shut them up so he could deal with everything else. Plus, he was like super paranoid and was like all about killing witches. And he was writing his demonology book. So he's like, I don't have time for you. Yeah. So bigger fish, bigger fish to fry here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So instead of shutting him up, the separatist Puritans fled from England to other settlements such as... Oh, Salem? You got it. Oh, <laughs> Nailed wow. it. These spark notes are coming in handy. I should write these for you each time. <laughs> I, I truly though did not look at you. I notes. know you didn't. I know you didn't because I didn't finish them until like I left today. <laughs> they were just literally point form until like five o'clock today. You were just furiously typing away. I like I texted you today and you did not respond at all. No, at I didn't. All. I didn't respond to anybody. You know how many missed calls and shit I have? I was like, I don't have time. My fingers are covered in glue. I thought about texting you as I was leaving work to be like, hey. We still good? Are we, are we good? And then are I was like coming? leaving now and you're like, okay. <laughs> oh, great. Perfect. <laughs> and then when I got here, I think it made sense why I haven't responded all day. <laughs> yeah. But uh, so they fled from England and attempted to create what they called, and I quote, a nation of saints in America, which was an intensely religious, thoroughly righteous community designed to be an example for all of europe and the rest of the world that was the goal of the puritans Yay. yeah right sounds like a good time that's what we wanted <laughs> right i say we as if i'm not my family weren't immigrants <laughs> we are definitely english immigrants you and i both I am definitely a first generation Canadian on my mother's I mean, side. I'm mostly Ukrainian. <laughs> and like you would think Ukrainians would be Catholic, but like nope, most of my family is Jehovah's Witnesses, but we're not gonna get into that. <laughs> yeah, this is exactly what we want. <laughs> so I think these this first little bit kind of gives you a good idea of like the mentality of the leaders. In this yeah. European settlement, right? They dominate and yeah. decimate. Exactly. The double Ds. Yeah. Dominate and decimate. <laughs> yeah. Nation of saints, motherfuckers. Yeah. Come hell or high water. If you're not a saint, you're a sinner. Yeah. And <laughs> we kill them. So yeah. Sinners kid. Yeah. Sinners become dinner. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I took a dark turn. <laughs> and, and on a darker note, we have Anubis. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> I mean, those first couple winters. <laughs> tough, dude. We're tough. On dude. Yeah, on settlers. everybody. <laughs> so, so here we are. The community is rampant with fear and paranoia from the events such as the after effects of the British War with, with French settlers in the yeah. Americas. Because the English and the French both tried to conquer the Americas. So there was a small civil war between oh, yeah. the French and the American settlers. Okay. Um. And that was in like 1689, right? Smallpox was that, epidemic. Was that when uh, the tea party happened? I maybe. Okay, I know it was in Boston. Yeah, because like <laughs> other well, than that, I don't the tea know. Party was. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Oh, the shit. Boston Tea Party. That's all I know, though. That's the extent of my knowledge on that one. I'm just gonna do a quick Google for you. Okay. Because that's going to bother me. What year was the Boston Tea Party? 1773, a whole century later. So never mind. Okay. Well, <laughs> still, they're fighting for yeah. a while. Okay. So there, there's like these kind of civil wars between the British and the French settlers in the Americas. The smallpox epidemic that happened twice, might I add. Oh, yay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no. Fear of attacks from neighboring indigenous peoples and, and tribes. Um, and a long-standing rivalry with the more affluent um, community of co- that's called Salem Town. So we're going to talk about two places, Salem Village and Salem Town. Okay. Both are in what is current day Salem. It, okay. It was just like, it's like, like almost- different boroughs. Yes, exactly. Yeah. It's almost like Edmonton and St. Albert. Okay. If you will. Yeah. 
Okay. Spruce Grove, Stony Plain. You got it. So now this brings us to like the beginning of what is the witch trials. Okay. So our story begins January 1692 with nine-year-old Elizabeth Paris and 11-year-old Abigail Williams, who are the daughter and the niece of Salem Village Minister Samuel Paris. Okay. So the girls become very ill one day. They're getting sick. Some things are strange things are happening to them and they're not improving at all while being cared for by their bed nurses. Mm. So they begin having fits, including violent contortions, uncontrollable outbursts of screaming, and they claim to be afflicted by invisible forces who bit and pinched them, sending their limbs flailing. Okay. So So Tourette's. I guess maybe. Like kind of. Like that sounds like like a Tourette's or like seizures, epilepsy. Maybe. I'm not 100% sure because it kind of sounds crazy as well. So the fits continued for a while and Samuel, the minister, became concerned about the girls. So he called in a local doctor whose name was William Griggs. His diagnosis? Bewitchment. Oh, of course. Hexing. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Bewitchment. That's why I was trying to like actually put... But an actual, I'm thinking like maybe epilepsy, Tourette's. I'm also thinking maybe it's like nine and 11 year olds. Maybe they're just like literally throwing tantrums. Or alternatively, lead poisoning. Could be. People used to play with mercury. So yeah, like any sort of poisoning. poisoning. There could be all sorts of poisoning. There's all sorts of shit that could have happened. Involuntary spasms and shit, right? Like (laughs) I love the twitch that you did when you said (laughs) involuntary spasms. (laughs) Amazing. Amazing. Just fucking incredible. You are an incredible person. (laughs) So going all the way to hell. First class, baby. First class, baby. (laughs) So soon after Dr. Griggs diagnoses these girls, other young girls in the Salem Village community began to exhibit similar symptoms to the first two girls. So among them were Anne Putnam Jr., Mercy Lewis, Elizabeth Hubbard, Mary Walcott, and Mary Warren. Okay. This created a wave of hysteria that was felt throughout colonial Massachusetts. In late February, arrest warrants were issued for the Paris Caribbean slave Tituba, along with two other women, a homeless beggar, Sarah Good, and the poor elderly widowed Sarah Osborne whom the girls accused of bewitching them. Okay, so these two girls are experiencing involuntary spasms, whatever else. Fits, seizures, whatever it might be. They're blaming one person for bewitching them, and they've arrested three. So the girls blame three women for bewitching them, one of which is their father-slash-uncle's slave, basically. Yeah, she's a slave. Caribbean slave. And the other two are people that live in Salem Village. One is a homeless beggar, and one is a widowed, like, elderly woman. Sorry, who's the homeless beggar? That is Sarah Good. Oh, Sarah Good was a beggar? I thought she was a minister's daughter. I don't think so. Oh, Oh, fuck. I got my whole Salem information. You might be thinking of the first woman who was ever accused. The first woman who was... Because these are not the first women that were ever accused of witchcraft. This was just kind of like the spiral. Oh, shit. I thought... Yeah, she's uh, homeless. I just clearly don't know my shit. (laughs) It's all good. I know. uh, Here's the thing. I thought I knew a bit about the Salem witch trials. And um, it's becoming evident that I know... A jack shit. <laughs> so. Jack shit. <laughs> so I guess I'm going to be getting learnt today. <laughs> okay, so da, da, da. a special court was assembled in Salem to hear and try all of the accused witches because originally they had a very like small local justice system. And then when the accusations of witches started popping up and there was a lot of them, they just got a little overwhelmed. So they created like special courts just for witch trials. Makes sense. Yeah. So the three accused witches were finally brought before the magistrates, Jonathan Corwin and John Hathorne, and questioned. Even as their accusers appeared in the courtroom in a grand display of spasms, contortions, screaming and writhing, the girls acted upon their appearance so they're I just wrote put that on the show super strange yeah so yeah. basically remember we were talking about like the witch tests yeah and it was like if the bewitched was in the presence of the witch that like they would act funny and scream out or if they got touched out. by the witch that would burn or something like that yes yeah, right so it's kind of like that idea so though good and osborne denied their guilt tituba confessed 
likely seeking to save herself from certain convictions by acting as like an informer or an informant. Yeah. She claimed that there were other witches acting alongside her in the service of the devil against the Puritans. As hysteria spread. Right? Why would you do that? I think she was just maybe trying to save herself. Did she? Maybe she had like a kid or something. I mean, she's also like a black woman. That's what I mean. Like she must have been taking the fall or something to protect someone, right? Like either a child of her own or I don't know. I think she maybe just thought she'd get off easier if like she was like, oh yeah, they did it and they could use her as evidence against them. Because like as a black woman in. 1692 in america in colonial massachusetts um just not a good place to be and i feel like no matter what you would say the finger's gonna be pointed at you yeah you know what i mean like you could be like i was literally on the whole other side of town that night yeah like here's five alibis five witnesses that saw me that can correlate my alibi and they would still in that day and age be like nah you did it you a witch yeah right like no it was you yeah exactly so who knows maybe it was just one of those situations there was probably some like while they were waiting in jail hey listen if you say these things who knows she was literally like the the, i hate using the word slave but basically that's what she was right she was the slave of the minister so maybe she thought like oh, maybe he could help me in some way, shape, or form if I tell whatever, right? But either way, she confessed yeah. and blamed a bunch of other people along with her. That's wild. I can't believe that she confessed. Yeah, so as hysteria spread through the community and beyond into the rest of Massachusetts, uh, a number of others, other women and people in the community were accused, including Martha Corey, Rebecca Nurse, or sorry, Martha Corey and Rebecca Nurse, who were both regarded as upstanding members of the church and the community, and the four-year-old daughter of Sarah Good was also oh. accused. Yeah. So Tichuba's riveting testimony helped unleash a notorious witch hunt that swept quickly beyond Salem and engulfed all of New England. Wow. Yeah. That's not a, not good. So close to 200 people would that would thereafter be accused before the Salem witch trials ended in the following year, and 20 of them would be executed by hanging over the summer and the fall of 19 of 1692. How many? 200 were accused and 20 would would die in okay. the summer of ni- of 1692. That's wild. Yeah. So on March 25th, 19 I keep saying 19 on March 25th of 1692, Good was tried for witchcraft. She was accused of rejecting the puritanical expectation of self-control and discipline when she chose to torment and scorn children instead of leading them towards the path of salvation. That's a direct quote. So when she was brought in, the accusers immediately began to rock back and forth, moan, foam at the mouth grunt seemingly into in responses response to goods presence huh okay. okay so i'm gonna say good but it was basically the exact same way for all of them when they brought tichuba in and when they brought osborne in like yeah. the girls acted the same way i'm just using good because there was a lot more information on her okay than the other two trials but yeah from what i found they basically went the same same fucking way just a different person just a different person standing there yeah Yeah. exactly so later in the trial one of the accusers fell into a total fit writhing around on the floor screaming crying and it caused full pandemonium in the courthouse chaos full chaos because everybody believed that good was using her witchcraft to possess the girls in the middle of the court as like some way of like, if you don't let me go, I'll kill him. Watch me. Eh, Using the Cruciatus curse. (laughs) Jesus fucking (laughs) Christ. I just can't even. Yeah, I know. Right. A nine and an 11 year old. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I feel like it's easy to tell when a nine and 11, like when a kid's faking it. Yeah. But remember in the Pendle witch trial, the young girl set the law precedents for children being used in court trials, Ah, which was brought over to the Americas 
by the English settlers. Some fucking bullshit. Yeah, Some dude. fucking bullshit. Right? So when the fit had finally stopped, she claimed Good had attacked her with a knife. So in open court, she's writhing around on the ground and says that Sarah Good stabbed her, attacked her with a knife. As like in court? Yeah. She even produced a portion of it, stating that the weapon had been broken during the alleged assault. In court. Yeah. From like, what I understand. Like she was assaulted in court. Yeah. Like, because there was pandemonium, right? Like, she fell on the ground. She was, like, total oh, fit. Everybody like was, like... to kill off a witness. Yeah. Right? So everybody's, like, running around. The judges are trying to figure out what's happening. Everybody's freaking out. And then when it all stops and everybody sits back down, she's like, she stabbed me. Look, here's a part of the knife. And everybody's like, oh, what? Gasp. Was she bleeding? I don't know, dude. I I, I like, just did found... did she have a stab wound? <laughs> I have no idea. Did they check her? <laughs> I have so many questions as well <laughs> that I could not find the answers to. <laughs> I hope you're ready for me to be like, this is fucking None stupid. None of this makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> so, however, upon hearing this statement, a young townsman stood and told the court the piece had broken off his own knife the day before and that the girl had witnessed it. Oh. So she clearly saw part of this man's knife break off, took it, brought it into court with her, threw a fucking fit. And then be like, and then was like it's poking in my bed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Basically. Oh, what's this? A knife. <laughs> exactly. And then some guy was like, oh, fuck, homie, that's my knife. Oh. And you were there yesterday. Yeah, so good times. He then revealed the other half, proving his story. After hearing this, Judge William Stoughton simply scolded the girl for exaggerating what he believed to be the truth. And this isn't like a, the premise to maybe start questioning whether or not these kids are fucking like the, 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 the truth. The valid validity yeah. of their accusations against these three women. Like, oh. Homie just threw a, to a total fit. And pulled out a fucking knife from somewhere. The, oh, and he was like, okay, you're being, you're being a little dramatic. I'm going to need you to not lie anymore. Miss <laughs> Paris, please sit down. Please stop faking anymore. And Sarah's Stabbings. like, Sarah's like, everybody's blaming me for being a witch. I keep saying I'm not a fucking witch. Homie just like threw this like fit, pulled just out a to random try and knife. Say I fucking stabbed her. <laughs> yeah. I wish I had. <laughs> right you deserve I, I wish i had stabbed you right <laughs> fuck around find out maybe next time i will because this is bullshit yeah <laughs> that's, that's what i would say <laughs> throw a fit again bitch do it <laughs> yeah next time i will have a knife <laughs> so although both good and osborne denied the allegations against them tituba admitted to being the devil's servant she stated that a tall man dressed in all black came to them, demanding that they sign their names in his great book. Oh, great. Yeah. Let's let's sell our souls to the devil. Basically. So Tichuba basically says that she initially refused him. However, she eventually wrote her name after Good and Osborne forced her to. Do you think she was just confused by like census? Maybe. Like the census guy coming along like, yeah, I need you to sign your name here. <laughs> she was like, Tom man, dressed in black. Like, well, like, here's the thing, though. That's well, not like, out of the realm of possibility. Have you seen the census papers? From yeah. Back? Like, I don't know if they did census back in 1692, but like. Maybe they did. Who knows? Maybe I've seen. I've, or maybe it was just like, hey, we're just going to keep a record of everybody here. Like. I have no idea. It's handwritten names and signatures. Yeah. Could like, be. Totally could be. So what? there were apparently six other names in the book as well, but were not visible to her. She also said that Good had ordered her cat to attack Elizabeth Hubbard, which was another young girl who was exhibiting the fits. Was she attacked after. by a cat? I have no idea. <laughs> I don't know, but <laughs> causing the scratches and bite marks on the girl's body. Do you think she just like threw a cat at her? <laughs> but again, we talked about throwing cats that usually just land and fuck off. Well, usually, but like, what if you threw a cat at a person? <laughs> They're going I, claws in on that person. Bro, I have never in my whole life thought to myself, what if I threw a cat at this person? But like, I'm just saying, if you threw a cat 
at a person like crazy cat lady style like off the <laughs> simpsons like off the simpsons like she's got yeah, cats yeah. she's just fucking <laughs> hucking them. them like like she's got a never-ending supply of cats and they're just coming out but like if you have ever thrown a cat at anything and i am sorry to say that i definitely have thrown my cat at the couch like not hard but like toss, toss it at the couch and like one time i was a little overzealous and it hit the the backrest of the couch instead of the the pad the pad mm. and she went claws in man <laughs> she, she I mean, went maybe, on the backrest of maybe she did maybe she did like or who knows maybe she was just trying to get it out of the kitchen and was like get the fuck out of here who knows and then the kid like walked by just the happened was to like, be there <laughs> yeah the- and it was just like a fucking wrong place wrong time situation in the path of an airborne cat <laughs> you just walk just and mind in your business and then the cat yeah so Could you imagine? Who knows? Who knows? I hope that's. I hope that the girl at least was attacked by a cat. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's scratches and bite marks all over the girl's body. Great. So Perfect. they're saying like she like you know was like, hey, cat, go fuck up this girl. But who knows? Maybe she accidentally just like uh, threw the cat yeah. and whatever. Who knows? But who really knows? Tichiba also spoke of seeing good with black and yellow birds surrounding her. And that good also sent these animals to harm the other little girls who had shown the same symptoms after the first two presented their fits. Black and yellow birds. Yeah. The young accusers agreed with Tichiba's statements. Of course they did. Of course they did. When Good was finally allowed the chance to defend herself in front of the 12 jurors in the Salem Village Meeting House, she argued her innocence, proclaiming Tichuba and Osborne as the real witches. Oh, okay. So mm-hmm. she was like, it's not me, it's them. Yeah, just right? the two of them. Yeah, I'm not I, ain't got, I ain't got shit to do with this. In the end, however, Good was convicted of witchcraft and sentenced to death. On July 29th, 1962, Sarah Good was hanged along with four other women convicted of witchcraft. While the other four quietly awaited execution, Good firmly proclaimed her innocence. The Reverend Nicholas Noyes was persistent but unsuccessful in his attempts to force Good to confess. When she was found guilty by the judges, including Noyes, according to the legend, she yelled at him, quote, I'm no more a witch than you are a wizard. And if you take away my life, God will give you blood to drink. Ooh, that okay. sounds like a curse if I ever heard one. So although this sentence does not appear in any type of like contemporary reports of the execution, there is also a legend that says 25 years later, Reverend Noyes died from choking on his own blood. Fuck yeah. <laughs> yeah. I Hexen, mean, Hexen, karma Hexen, took its sweet Hexen. fucking time. Yeah. But <laughs> the universe works in mysterious ways, oh, Holly. It's wild. Right? So this is a bit sad, but Sarah Good was pregnant at the time of her arrest and gave birth to an infant in her cell in the jail in Ipswich. The infant, unfortunately, died before her mother was hanged. So Aww. just to add injury to insult there. Well, I mean, I'm assuming that the, the conditions of the cells were not good. No, they were probably similar to those of the Pendle trial. And so, I mean, like, yeah, I feel like an infant probably wouldn't thrive in those conditions. <laughs> no, uh, <laughs> not at all. What happened to her other daughter, the four year old? I don't know. There's no record. Hey, I'm not. I Not that I actively searched for. So who there was, might be. Who was the baby daddy? I don't know. She was a homeless beggar. Was she a homeless beggar or was she a lady of the night? Maybe a bit of both. Because like my assumption would be both. Yeah. Right. How are you going to make your money? How are well, And also any kind. I don't know. I'm going full conspiracy nut here. Do it. Like what if she was pregnant with like one of the clergy members babies Mm. because she was like a lady of the night. And what if it was like the ministers? Yeah. And like they just twisted who she was and what she did for a living because they didn't want it to be known by the rest of the clergy that like he's paying for sex on the side. Could be. Who knows? I I mean? mean, like fuck minister Samuel paris whose like daughter accused her yeah quote unquote accused and her. his niece acu- quote unquote accused exactly. her right and like, they're like oh fuck it throw the our you know our tichuba in there yeah fuck it well here's the thing what if uh okay i'm going full conspiracy on that I'm let's fucking it. do it yeah sarah osborne 
ran the brothel and Sarah Good was worked at the bro- like a lady of the was night. Was a lady of the night at the brothel and Tichuba knew where her knew that owner Paris went. knew that Paris was sleep Oh shit. Oh shit. So totally plausible. Sarah Good got pregnant and Paris was like, mm, I don't want another kid to feed. Yeah. And I don't want people knowing that like that's Here my I am kid. fucking around. I'm supposed to be this minister. Or what if he was fucking around with all of them? I mean, probably. Pro- definitely. Dirty old man. Fucking Puritans are not so pure. <laughs> you ain't wearing white to your wedding, they fucker. Were. <laughs> so every week, more and more people were being accused and arrested for being practitioners of witchcraft or knowing about the practice and not reporting it. Oh. The belief and fear of the supernatural and specifically in the devil's practice of giving certain humans, <laughs> witches, <laughs> the power to harm others in return for their loyalty had emerged in Europe as early as the 14th century, like we talked about, yeah, and was completely widespread in colonial New England thanks to the Puritan separatists who were more often than not in powerful positions of the community. Oh, yeah. Right? Of course. Yeah. So in addition, the harsh realities of life in the rural Puritan communities of Salem Village led to neighbors suspecting and reporting each other out of fear of being accused themselves. Of course. Right? Because course. like these are like religious radicals who like not even the Church of England is as pure as we want it to be. Right? So everybody was just fucking afraid. It's fucking. Oh, yeah. Right. Which which leads to these kind of things. So it's fucking projection. Is it is what it is. It's yeah. like, you know, that you yourself is are not good enough for the church the way it is. And yeah. You want, so you want it to be better because you want to be better. And you're going to project that onto the fucking church. And blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I fucking ha- I'm I know. <laughs> I hate it here. I'll say it for you. I hate it here. People. (laughs) I hate everyone. Um, I'm feeling just so, I don't know. I'm feeling political today. That's fair. (laughs) So we'll leave it there. I'm just feeling tired. (laughs) Feeling feeling extra tired tired today (laughs) with all of humanity. (laughs) That's where I'm at. That's fair. So (laughs) just like Tichuba, several accused witches confessed and named others. And the trial soon began to seriously overwhelm the local justice systems. Oh, yeah, of course. So in May of 1692, the newly appointed governor of Massachusetts, William Pipps, ordered the establishment of the court of Oyer and Terminer, which means to hear and to decide. Oh, great. Yeah. Yeah. On witchcraft cases for the counties in the Salem area. These courts were presided over by judges including Hathorne that we talked about earlier, Samuel Seawall, and William Stoughton. The court handed down its first conviction against Bridget Bishop on June 2nd. She was hanged eight days later on what would become known as the Gallo Hills in Salem Town. Five more people were hanged that July, five in August, and eight more in September. In addition, seven other accused witches died in jail while the elderly Giles Corey was pressed to death by stones after he refused to enter a plea of guilty at his arraignment. I'm sorry, but like being pressed to death by stones, have you ever seen like the... (laughs) I thought you were going to ask me if I've ever watched somebody be pressed to death by stones. Oh, and I was like, no, no, it's not really like a Saturday kind of thing. Not in real life. But they've got them like, like reenactments. Like, um, the digital reenactments or whatever of it. Horrific. Does not look fun. No, zero percent. Just like flat stones that they just like. Pile on. Slowly put on top of you and it just crushes <laughs> you to death eventually. Yeah. Horrific. Horrifying. Yeah. So amid decreasing public support for the trials, Governor Pipps. Uh, dissolved the court of Oyer and Terminer in October and mandated that its successor disregard spectral evidence. So spectral evidence was like when we talked about like people just being like, oh yeah, I saw her be a witch. Oh, okay. Right? So like not really having any like evidence-based or no like fact-based. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Soft evidence instead yeah, so of hard evidence. He was like, no, we're not doing this anymore. We can't just have like hearsay in courts and fucking hang people for it like it's just not no the more look. fucking pointing exactly so the trials continued to dwindle in intensity until the early 169 until early 1693 and by that may pips had pardoned and released all of those in prison on witchcraft charges in january of 19 
1697, the Massachusetts General Court declared a day of fasting for the tragedy of the Salem witch trials. The court later deemed that the trials were unlawful and the leading justice, Samuel Seawall, publicly apologized for his role in the process. Wow. Right? So the damage to the community lingered. However, even after Massachusetts colony uh, passed legislation restoring the good names of the condemned and providing financial restitution to their heirs in 1711. Wow. Yeah. So they went back and they were like, yeah, we fucked up. Here's the thing. I'm not surprised they went like doubled back and been like, oh, fuck my bad. I'm surprised they did it so soon. Yeah. Like within 20 years. Well, keep in mind too, like I think what, like keep in mind at the same time that all of this is happening, they were realizing that a lot of, like we were talking, remember we were talking like thousands of people were dying in in Europe Yeah. from these trials and then people were coming out like, ooh, fuck, we fucked up, right? So I think there is a, a group of people here that were like i don't know what the fuck is happening but we gotta like chill it out that's wild. not the look I, yeah like i'm still though like just so shocked that they like changed their tune so fast yeah you know? and i just love how they went back and like restored the names of those who were condemned and yeah pro- provided restitution to their families and like you know like that i'm sure it wasn't enough no but... no no right so indeed the vivid and painful legacy of the salem witch trials endured well into the 20th century when arthur miller dramatized the events of the 1692 uh, Salem witch trials in his play The Crucibles yep. uh, in 1953 using them as an allegory for the anti-communist witch hunts led by Senator Joseph McCarthy in the 1950s. Huh. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. I didn't realize the crucible was uh, connected to that. Yeah. Interesting, cool. right? Yeah. So today, Salem is a residential and tourist area that is home to the House of Seven Gables, Salem State University, Pioneer Village, the Salem Maritime National Historic Site, Salem Willows Park, the Peabody Essex Museum. It features historic residential neighborhoods in the Federal District and the Charter Street Historic District. The city's population... Um, in 2020 was approximately 44,480 based on their census. Wow. Much of the city's cultural identity reflects in its role as the location of the infamous Salem witch trials of 1692. So police cars are adorned with witch logos. Um, <laughs> That's so adorable. Cool. Isn't it so cool? <laughs> didn't, Public- they, didn't they film Hocus Pocus in Salem? They did. <laughs> yeah, I knew that much. <laughs> so uh, public... The, a public elementary school is known as the witchcraft is witchcraft heights is what it's called <laughs> the salem high school athletics team is named the witches and the gallo hill which they used for like the hanging of witches during yeah. the witch trials it's now a park used as playing fields for various sports so that's kind of interesting kind of interesting yeah, yeah. so that's where salem is today so oh. that's kind of a in a nutshell the salem witch trials wow not that's too cool. shabby, hey? Oh, that's wild. <laughs> I know, pretty cool. Like I, that was um more concise than I was anticipating. Yeah? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Good. <laughs> I tried to cuz I know here's the thing. I went I think a little over the top in some of my previous episodes with history. I uh, yeah, I mean, it was good. It was good. Thanks. Was, I loved it. <laughs> Thank you. Good. But I was expecting Salem to be just as convoluted like not in terms of how you delivered it, but in terms of like the whole backstory and shit. Yeah. Just as fucked up as the Pendle one where it so, was like. Yes. Here's the thing. I have two more episodes planned. Oh, shit. For Salem. Okay. okay. So I have two more episodes planned for Salem. One of which I'm going to. So I did a ton of fucking research of course, on yeah. Salem. Like a gross amount of research but i also love salem and i like i would love to live in salem but (laughs) anyway one of the episodes i have planned and i'll put it out there because i'm cool with talking about it one of the episodes i have planned i break down five really important trials and five really important people okay in those trials that i kind of briefly touched on today yeah and that is where it gets more convoluted i see and it gets more fucked up and the story intertwines and everybody knows everybody but this one i kind of wanted to just give an idea of like the overview the overview of salem yeah so this is the overview the introduction to the salem witch trials and then we don't stick it into it beautiful because here's the thing when we did the last one i kind of wish that i had done like the overview first 
Yeah. And then I talked about the Pendle Witch Trials. Yeah. And then, I right? Like, I feel like it might have just, like, just maybe for my own, like, bit, OCD brain. Yeah, a little bit easier to, to follow. organize. And yeah. Follow. yeah. Like, I don't think I would have had to put as much detail into the beginning chunk. Yeah of Pendle if I had done the overview first well and here's the thing though that's just that's growing pains bro yeah fair learning as we go that's yeah that's exactly what we're doing this for is to learn yeah not just about witchcraft but like look we're learning how to like podcast (laughs) (laughs) yeah literally yeah well that's like I I mean just talking about it like I said to you the other day when I was listening to the episode with Kaylee and then the episode about the deities like yeah we both just sound like more comfortable if that makes any yeah, sense like definitely and i mean i know maybe like from a listener's perspective they you don't see it but there were way less fuck-ups <laughs> oh i like, had yeah way, way less, less edit. editing and way <laughs> less like uh uh let me find my place again hold on uh, uh i always me, uh, have those problems uh, though because i'm just fucked <laughs> fair but we also do record on a day where you've worked. That's true. And all I, day. I, and we record sometimes from like 6 p.m. to like midnight. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. I like it here. I love it. Sometimes we record on Sundays, but like probably not anymore because uh, any Sunday I'm not on call, I am picking up shifts at the salon because... Because I, <laughs> I got a leaky basement, got to, a pay basement to pay for. <laughs> Fair enough. So yeah, well, I'm super glad that you liked this you episode. Did a great job. Thank like, you. I like I like I said, I was just expecting it to be so much more convoluted. Yeah, and, just and this is the thing. So I went back and I was listening to some of the shit, and I was like, although I feel like I this is how I talk. Like when I write things, this is how I I just work. But I was listening to parts of it as like you sound like a pretentious asshole. <laughs> Like, why are you like, why are you using words like this when like there is like zero necessity for you to do so? <laughs> Fucking pretentious dick. Like, settle down. You know what I mean? I felt so pretentious. I was listening to the Pendle one the other day because I don't know if you know this, but it's our second highest listened episode. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So I was like, oh, fuck, it must have actually been good. And because I haven't listened to it in a while, I was like, oh, fuck it. I'll throw it on. I'll listen to it while I was at work and whatever. And I was like, oh, Felicia, sweetheart. Like... <laughs> get over yourself (laughs) i don't know when you're first starting out you know it's it's very much i think you especially i kind of really don't give a fuck in any way shape or form but i think (laughs) i gave a lot of episode you really wanted to put your best foot forward it's true i really did right like your whole i put i put a lot of effort into that absolutely you did and I, i think that's great i think it's a really great thing yeah to do and i aspire to be able to do uh <laughs> things to that to that <laughs> quality you um, do <laughs> yeah sometimes when you're trying so hard to put your best foot forward it gets lost right oh, like, th- absolutely i think you know what it was i think it was just i put my best foot forward i think i just i wrote it because here's the thing i in the last like 10 years of my life I have not written a paper outside of an academic reason like yeah. I've, I haven't written anything outside of needing it for academia where yeah. I need citations and I need to put my own you know like blah 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 and I because I have written papers in this way for so long that's how that's the approach I'm comfortable with and that's the approach I took when writing that episode and I was like wrong forum bro <laughs> wrong forum this is a podcast not an academic journal <laughs> exactly I was like chill the fuck out I was like and then you go on to later episodes and like even in the episode I'm like fucking 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 fuck fuck fuckity fuck fuck and I'm like you do not need to be using vernacular at that level while you're like cussing like a trucker I feel that yeah so anyway well, I'm super glad you liked it. I hope everybody else likes it. I loved it. My next probably two episodes are also going to be about Salem. Just So we're just going to hang out in Massachusetts we're for a gonna while. We're just going to hang out in Massachusetts for a while. <laughs> you have a hard time a hard saying time it. with Massachusetts. I do. It, I think it's just like. I feel like the more you say Massachusetts, the harder it gets to say. Yeah. It's like one, just one of those words where like mm-hmm. the more you say it, the worse it is. Yeah, exactly. So we're going to hang out in Salem for a while. <laughs> <laughs> 
so I'll just pop it in and say massachusetts every time you need it yeah just literally just edit over it it'll be like yeah we're gonna hang out in massachusetts <laughs> like i just like right you know what i mean just get a clip of me just saying voice it voice over it yeah just get a clip of me saying it right once and then just voice it over every time <laughs> i mean i could probably do that <laughs> i know you could <laughs> But all right. Well, thanks, everybody, for coming and listening and enjoying with us. If you have any spooky stories, spooky stories, uh, seriously, send them to us. Send them to us. Even if it's like some bro followed me down the street and it was spooky. Yeah. It does not have to be witch related. I mean, just like, like... yeah, send Paran- us some shit, man. Paranormal, freaky, a time that you felt your intuition was telling you something and it turned out you were right. Synchronicities. Yeah. Where it's like, or like deja vu glitches in the Matrix. Oh, I fucking love glitches in the Matrix. Send them in to us. We've gotten two so far, which... Uh, it's more than I was expecting. Yes. I was expecting none. Yeah, so, so I'm really happy that we got that two. Is, that is 200% more than I anticipated. <laughs> So thank you for our two, everybody. Yay, we Yay. love you. We appreciate you. But let's get two more. Woohoo! Yay! So you can uh, reach out to us on Facebook at What Up Witches Podcast, at Instagram at What Up Witches Pod, Twitter at What Up Witches. Our Gmail, where you can send your spooky stories, is What Up Witches Podcast at gmail.com. We're on a bunch of other shit, but uh, you can figure that out for yourself. Yeah, we're around. We're around. We're around. We, leave, you know, we you... leave our links everywhere, bro. Yeah, like slide into these DMs, send us a message on Instagram. If you want to be really creepy, find our personal accounts and send us a message on there. <laughs> I mean, I will not respond on my personal. That will effectively create spooky story inception. <laughs> <laughs> spooky storyception. <laughs> Which I'm not against at this point. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> All right, witches. Don't forget, stay spooky. Bye.